Hi friends, I'm Paige. And I'm Abby. And welcome to a Love Like This podcast. I think it's fair to say we have all been in a situation where we feel conflicted to forgive. When we feel hurt or upset, it sometimes seems like the last thing we want to do is forgive. At the center of forgiveness is love. And we didn't call the show a love like this for no reason. Today we chat with our high school teacher and friend Emma Goff to help break down what having faith means in terms of forgiveness, our experiences with forgiving, and most importantly, how you can break through the wall of feeling guilty for not immediately wanting to forgive. Also guys, we have some good and bad news. A love like this has been going for just over six months and season one will be wrapping up after episode 28. But don't worry, season two will be live Saturday, January the 9th. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed and enjoy this week's episode. So Em, I would love to start off just by taking some time for you to tell people who you are, what you do and how your journey in faith began. Sure. Well, yeah, my name is Emma. I am a high school uh, English and history teacher. I work at um, a Christian school. And so I guess the best part about my job is uh, getting to share Jesus with young people. That's just an incredible privilege. Um, My faith journey began when I was younger. My mum took me to church. And so I grew up in a church, um, but I never really made that commitment to the Lord myself until I was on a youth camp when I was about 17. Um, and really decided that I wanted to experience the love of God for myself. But I guess I didn't really understand the Father's love for me until I was about um, 22. Um, And actually, it's interesting what we're going to talk about today because um, forgiveness and letting go of um, bitterness in my heart was actually a really key um, moment for me to experience the love of God for myself. And, Mm. um, yeah, I I let go of something that had been really burdening me my entire life, really, and I I hadn't really understood how much it affected me um, until I chose forgiveness for this particular person. And it was like instantly I felt the love of God just overwhelm me and all of that bitterness and anger and resentment that I felt just kind of washed away. And it was an incredible, incredible feeling. So... Yeah. I love your story so much. <laughs> so I feel like alongside Emrus and Tash, you were somebody who, um, when Paige and I were in high school, we didn't you didn't have us for any classes, <laughs> but you were a mentor to Paige and I throughout our entire journey. And you showed us Jesus with so much love, not in a Bible slamming way. You just I don't know what it was. I think I I honestly think I got um sort of like FOMO. You know, when Paige and I talk about our testimony, we talk about the people that we witness like loving God and we're like, I want that. And for me, you're one of those people. I was like, how is this girl like so loving and kind and energetic and bubbly all of the time? Like I want that. Um and you know, I've sat in some of your homerooms and the way you speak about God to your students, I feel like it's definitely, it's something that you prioritize so heavily on your heart. Why Mm. is that? Why do you spend every day trying to tell your students about God? Mm. Well, thank you for saying all of that. That, (laughs) That's very nice. And, you know, like praise God, because that is, I guess, something that I want to be really mindful of, Mm. um, how much people are seeing Jesus in me. And, um, you know, when when you become a Christian and when you accept Christ in your heart, um, the Bible tells us that we've made a new creation. The old has gone and the, and the new has come. And um, if that looks like something, if that looks like Jesus in you and people can see that, then that's incredible. That's kind of a mark of a mature Christian. Um, I think the love of God is the most transformational thing, right? Like, and, and him in me is the best part about me. 
as much as I, he's given me qualities that make me unique and, and he wants my light to shine before others so that they may see him and, and glorify him. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, my body is carrying the Holy Spirit um, and, and his love for me has transformed who I am and what my purpose and identity actually is. And I think my passion is young people knowing um, just how loved and just how valued they are. Um, and that comes from knowing the love of God for you. You know, my my hope is that, um, yeah, young people would just see um, who God is calling them to be, but ultimately how much he just loves them for who they are um, and who they could be, you know, who they could continue to grow to become. So I think that's why it's so important to me because I, I've experienced the transformational power of the love of God. And um, I want so many young people to know that too, because there really is nothing like it. You know, yeah. another really quick side note, I think we're all constantly searching for something to give our life meaning and purpose and value. And that search can feel really draining and exhausting. Um, And I think young people are just constantly confused in particular because social media is just such a prevalent thing in their life. And there's this constant search to find who they are. Um, But there is an overwhelming peace and rest when you understand who you are in Christ and how much love he has for you. Um, it's the very reason why he created us out of love. And so when you really think about that and you let yourself understand that reality, there's such a, a peace that comes in that. And and I felt like I myself kind of stopped striving so much as, as what I used to and just rested in, in how much I'm just loved by him. Yeah. Um, and that changed the trajectory of my entire life. And I, I guess I have a passion for, for <laughs> to see other people experience that too. Yeah. I know how amazing that is and I know you know how incredible that is. Um, and so I just, yeah, just have That's that That's so true. Yeah, and I love what you said about how sort of what you said along the lines of like, you know, accepting that reality and like resting in the fact that you don't have to constantly chase. Like you don't have to chase for what the world thinks of you anymore. Yeah. You're known by Christ and that changes everything. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like everybody has had situations in their life where they have been hurt by someone we both have i know that how can somebody go about forgiving someone who has been hurt by a person and what is the power of forgiveness it's yeah it's a hard journey i'm i think um and i think that's important to recognize like forgiveness is hard but um ultimately knowing that it's not impossible which is cool you know um we have been given away through jesus to step into all that God's calling us to be, to become our truest selves in Him. And that looks really different to this world that we live in. Because like I was saying before, those who are in Him, we're not made for this world. We're not made to engage in the same sorts of dramas and problems that I think we might see so many other people getting caught up in, which which is easy to do because I think we constantly perpetuate um, and build the feelings of bitterness and anger, right? It's almost like a cultural thing. It's like, oh, you've been wronged? Well, you're allowed to feel like that. Yeah. I would be so much, I would be angrier than you are right now if I if I went through that. Like, and, and we're surrounded by people who maybe even help us like build up this bitterness and anger, you know? Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it, it's not impossible for us to forgive. Um, and like I was saying before, because God has actually made a way for us. And yeah, I think, I think wearing that unforgiveness like a badge of honor um, as like a, oh, I have a right to be angry here because this person has wronged me. Um, it's something that a lot of people do, right? And I think it's damaging for us. Um, and I think when you're in it, you say, oh, I'm well within my right to be angry at the world. 
Um, and I know I definitely experienced that. I was surrounded by people who maybe said, um, you know, it's okay for you to, to feel like that because this is a key, a key thing here. You actually do become what you behold. If you're surrounded by people who are telling you to be angrier, you're probably going to be angrier. You know, um, what you're surrounding yourself with um, or who you're surrounding yourself with actually can affect your own behavior. You become the people that you're engaging with. Um, and I think sometimes you adopt unwillingly what you're surrounded by. Um, I'd love to open up the word in Matthew yes. 6, um, which is a little bit of a terrifying Bible verse, but it's okay. I'm going <laughs> to try and unpack it a little bit. Uh, Matthew 6, verses 14 to 15. It says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. It is a little bit scary, right? And I think it is scary if you consider it to be a salvation issue, which I, I don't believe is what the Bible is saying. Not if you um, consider it in the context of, you know, scripture altogether, um, like in John, you know, 10, where it's talking about how nothing can actually take us out of the hand of God. Like there is nothing that can separate us from him, right? Jesus knows that we're his. So I think um, we need to take this passage in light of the whole Bible. But um, I guess the perfect righteousness of Jesus is actually credited to us. And that's not something that we can lose because we didn't do that. It's, it was mm. God's work, not ours. So what Jesus is talking about here in this passage in Matthew 6 is that harboring any unforgiveness in our hearts actually keeps us from the fullness of life and enjoyment of God's presence and power in our lives. We're missing mm. out on that fully. And understanding that forgiveness is actually a free gift for us all. Um, it's been freely given to us. Um, you know, Ephesians, Ephesians talks about how um, even before he f created this world, he forgave us um, and he's extended forgiveness to everyone. Um, but not everyone right now is forgiven because we must accept this, this gift of forgiveness. Um, yeah, my gift of forgiveness doesn't look any different to your gift of forgiveness. The difference might just be that I've chosen to take it and unwrap it and then I have truly received that gift and you know just just kind of summing up that idea if we do harbor unforgiveness in our hearts against someone else i do think that's um showing us our own where our own hearts are at and that we haven't fully believed our own deep need for forgiveness for ourselves first mm. um maybe we aren't even upset enough over the moments and the ways that we turn away from god because we mm. haven't fully unwrapped that gift of forgiveness. That's why Jesus says we're unforgiven by the Father if we can't forgive one another. And that's a really intense thought, you know? And I think the you're talking about the power of forgiveness. It's actually extending compassion and love to another person. You know, when, we've remem when we remember all that we've been forgiven for, it's actually suddenly so much easier to just extend that forgiveness to another person. And it's not necessarily for ourselves, but actually so that they can experience the love of God too which yeah. is a beautiful gift to give, you know. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, on that, why do you think it's so important? I mean, I feel like you touched on it a little bit before, mm -hmm. but why do you think it's so important for somebody to let go of anger and bitterness? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, mm. And I think, you know, Ephesians Ephesians 4.32 says um, that we are to forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. A true forgiveness does actually deal with the fullness of sin. If you pretend that nothing happened, then you actually haven't forgiven the person. If you just try and shrug it off and it's like, oh, well, like whatever, yeah. I'll just forget it. 
Um, yeah. You actually haven't acknowledged the offense. And the Bible constantly highlights just how much we've sinned, right? Yeah. Like we're, we're, rem- we're reminded that um, we've done wrong by God. And yeah. that's, that's okay because we need to name what's happened. We need to talk about it. You need to call it out in a you know, respectful and loving way. It's actually okay to do that. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, I think forgiveness um, seems really like powerless in a, in, a, in a cultural sense in our world. You know, if you um, aren't harboring unforgiveness and anger and bitterness towards someone, then you've lost your power over them. Um, but if you're forgiving, and this is why I think it is so important to, to let go of this bitterness and anger, because if you're forgiving someone just as God forgave you, Ephesians 4.32, forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you, that looks like forgiving someone for the sake of that person and not yourself. And that's a selfless act. Um, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure we've all heard a lot of talk, you know, like a bit of an Oprah Winfrey kind of spiel of, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be free um, for yourself unless you just heal and forgive them. It's, it's more about personal freedom. And, you know, that's yeah. beautiful and in part very true. Um, you should forgive for that personal release. But mm. I think it's so much more than that. There's so much power in forgiveness because if we are to forgive as God forgave us, if we remember this, he didn't actually need to forgive us to make himself feel better. Mm. That wasn't his purpose for forgiveness. It wasn't because he wanted to heal himself. Mm. God forgave us because he had love and compassion Mm. for us, you know, to remove any burden of guilt. Like we know what that feels like to, to carry guilt and shame over something. We know that we've, we've all experienced that. And so if you have the opportunity to remove any burden of guilt from someone else's shoulders, you're having true compassion on them because you know how awful that guilt feels for yourself. And suddenly, you know, when you, when you engage in that act of remembrance for yourself, the weight of your sin and the mm. compassion of God in forgiving those sins, any offense, any hurt that you feel kind of just fades away in the okay. light of compassion. You suddenly don't mm. want to avenge those wrongs because the weight of compassion and love is far greater than the weight of your your hurt and your pain. Um, and you remember that for yourself. And why would you not want to give that to someone else? You know, letting go of that bitterness and anger is freeing not only yourself, but another person too, and hopefully helping them to see Jesus in you, which is that's so good. Our purpose, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it's so true as well because I feel like when I even for me, when I've experienced hurt or anger, it 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 like hinders, yeah. like it hinders all of my relationships. It hinders my relationship with God. It hinders my relationship with my family because even like talking like practically, I think if we carry around this hurt, and this bitterness inside of our hearts, like yeah. what you said, it, ch- it changes your behavior. Like it changes yeah. your attitude towards everything. And if you, it's so crazy. It's so cool that this just so evidently proves, like shows God's character. But the second you let that go, it's like you feel free and that's what walking with God looks like. There's freedom in absolutely every area of your life. Um, No, I love what you said. Everything you said was just so good. And so um, my prayer a lot of the time is to ask God to open my eyes to see things the way he sees them Mm. and to see people the way he sees them. Um, I feel like this is something that you're living out in the way you're so passionate about loving others. How do you go about doing this with the people around you? Mm. I think it is a constant, like I was saying before, dying to yourself and your own needs and and rights (laughs) to something. Um, And I think the way we do that is to always look up, you know, to always behold God. My favourite word, if you know me at all, (laughs) is the word behold behold, because I think it is such a beautiful invitation. It's 
it's constantly um, mentioned throughout the word of God to behold what he's doing, to see what he's doing. And I do think, you know, when you behold God, you, you become more like him. Um, and if you're beholding yourself and your own circumstance and situation, then you're just kind of going to fester this place of upset and, and anger and, mm. and bitterness. But it's a very countercultural thing to do, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, because shouldn't we be allowing people to suffer the way they've made us suffer? Don't they deserve, mm-hmm. you know, the silent treatment? And in a worldly sense, maybe yes. Um, but if that's our if that's our thought, if that's what we're thinking constantly, that probably tells us that. Um, our eyes have been so focused on our own circumstance and our own problems that we've forgotten to look up. Um, you forgot, we forgot to ask God amidst the pain of what he wants to do through you. Um, I think maybe we thought we were the highest point and the final authority on our own lives. But if we just look up, we'll remember that there's someone far greater than us who has extended compassion on us you know, who do, who do I think I am to say that I can't forgive someone else or enact, I want to enact my own judgment over someone else as if yeah. I know what's right and what's mm. wrong, mm. you know? And if we just behold God, we, we can become transformed to become more like him. We go from one degree of glory to another and that's not mm. our own doing. That's just a gift that comes from knowing and enjoying him. Um, right. And, you know, when we do behold him, uh, what is that song? Um, and the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace, you know, and it's true. The things that do bother us and upset us just fade away. It's almost like you feel like they, when one situation or something was such a big deal yeah. when it happened, the second you look to God, it's like, you know what, it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. Like what you were saying, yeah. And, and I think, you know, not, it's actually unnatural for us um, kind of goes against our nature. Like if we have Jesus in us, Jesus was the embodiment of forgiveness. So if okay. he's in us, it actually is, it goes against who we are to harbour, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because I don't think anyone would ever say, oh, it feels good to be bitter and angry. You know, yeah. Really deep down, like it's not like a normal, natural feeling for us. There's a wrestle in our spirit because we, we shouldn't actually be holding that at all because it's unnatural for us to be doing that. Not forgiving is actually the weirder option. And that's, again, such a countercultural statement because we're allowed to be angry and upset, but actually not extending forgiveness is a weird thing for us because as Christians, that should be our first response, right? And I, I do want to just encourage um, encourage you in this. Like, I think we, we can't forgive, actually. We, we cannot forgive, but Christ can. Christ in us can forgive that person. Christ in us can love that person that might be harder to love. It's, mm-hmm. It is hard and we actually can't extend that because Christ in um, in us can. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah, if you're thinking that, if you're thinking I can't forgive this person because of X, Y, Z, like this is really painful for me, I don't think I can move past that, you're right, you actually can't. Mm. Christ in you can and you know, that's because the life that you and I live is not our own. It's Christ in us. Again, this whole idea that your old version of you dies when you trust Christ for your salvation. And that's like incredible. So before, I, I think before we, we go two steps ahead of ourselves and we go into like reaction mode of, I can't believe they did that. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this is horrible. I, I just, I think for me personally, I try and stop myself and go, okay, yep, I'm going to acknowledge that this is painful but I'm going to try and, and see this person how Christ sees this person. I'm going to mm-hmm. actively try and see them through his eyes and not my own because I know mine are clouded 
with my own judgment, my own self-righteousness, like mm. all of these things that stop me perhaps from loving them how Jesus would. And I just say, I want to see this person through Christ's eyes um, and not my own because that's when you actually can forgive them because it isn't you that's seeing that person. It's God. You're not, you're, suddenly it's not you that's just looking at them and the offence. It's him in you seeing them. And that's why it's so countercultural and that's why it's so strange um, when you do it, uh, extend forgiveness to people because they kind of go, well, hang on a second, why are you doing that? It's not normal. And it's, mm. it's not because it's not you. It's mm. God in you. Um, yeah, so I think only only really broken people can truly forgive because we know what it's like to be forgiven of so much. Right. Um, we know that love. Um, and I think, you know, it is when we offer true forgiveness to those who have wronged us that we then can experience the fullness of God's forgiveness. So be a vessel for him, you know. Mm. And speaking about you being a mentor to me, I mean, I've come to you one-on-one with situations that have happened to me where I'm like, how can I, how can this, like, how could this happen? And I'm whinging and complaining about the situation, but it's not doing anything for my soul. It's not, you know, giving me any goodness within my heart. That's right. So, I mean, hearing you speak on this, I could hear you speak all day, every day. You know that. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you said. And I think it's it's such an important thing and I, I love what you said about how it's it's counteractive to the culture that we're living yes. in. It's not normal to forgive. It's actually rare, kind of like what Paige and I were speaking about in like a few episodes ago. I can't even remember now. But it was like even the idea about you being yourself is like a weird mm. concept. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Like it's weird. It, and like what you were saying, the, the, the peace that we can get when we forgive people or forgiving people or showing them compassion even though they've wronged us, even though they've hurt us, is weird. It's yeah. not normal these days. Yes, that's right. And I think, but I think the beautiful thing is that when, you know, when we draw near to him, he draws near to, near to us. And so yes. it's not a, a lonely process of forgiveness. And mm. I think acknowledging that it is hard um, and we can't do it in our own strength is a beautiful opportunity for us to, to come to the father and say, I need you to protect me in this. I need you to help me see this person as you see them. Um, mm. Can I just share one, one really quick story? Of course we can. Oh my god. Well, it's not my own story to share. Um, but it's yeah. from if you if anyone's ever heard of a wonderful woman called Corrie Ten Boom. Um, she and her family uh were sheltering Jews from capture in Holland during World War II and they were discovered, they were sent to a concentration camp and Corrie never saw her father again. Her sister died um in that mm-hmm. camp and she was she was miraculously released. Um and then years later had this encounter with a former um SS man who had been a guard in Ravensbrook in a, in a concentration camp. Um, and she writes about this in her memoir and I'd really recommend it. It's called The Hiding Place. Um, and she mm. talks about how um, she was in church and she saw him and it brought back all of these feelings of hatred and unforgiveness for him. And he he actually came up to her and extended a, an, a hand to her and, and said, you know, how grateful I was for your message. Isn't it amazing that he has indeed washed all of my sins away? And, she, you know, she's, she's standing there like, you're responsible for the deaths of my family and, and so many others. How can I possibly forgive you? How can I possibly reach out my hand and, and shake your hand? Mm. Oh, this story makes me really emotional. It's, it's incredible. I know. I have goosebumps. It's incredible. And, um, so, you know, she says she saw the sin of all of her thoughts as she's thinking these really vengeful, angry thoughts to him. And she prayed, you know, um, she said, Lord Jesus, forgive me and help me for, to forgive this man. But 
she could not raise her hand to shake his hand. She felt nothing. She didn't feel any mm. spark of warmth or kindness towards him. It was just anger. And so she, she tried again and she prayed again. And she said, Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. Mm. And she says this, as I took his hand, <laughs> as I took his hand, the most incredible thing happened. From my shoulder along my arm and through my hand, a current seemed to pass from me to him while into my heart sprang a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. Mm. And so I discovered that it is not on our own forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. When he tells us to love our enemies, he gives along with that command, the love itself. Isn't that incredible? Like he is asking us to love our enemies, but we don't do that in our own strength or in our own understanding of love. He gives us an ability to love them. It's not something we can conjure up and therefore it's not something we can boast in. You know, when we extend forgiveness to someone, it's not like I'm such a good person. Mm -hmm. Me giving this person forgiveness, mm -hmm. it's actually God in me did that. And what an opportunity mm -hmm. to praise him all the more for his transformative power in our lives, right? Friends, we hope you love this episode with Emma. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things we come across as people. We spoke about what faith teaches about forgiveness and how ultimately other people's wrongdoings are for God to forgive, not ours. How forgiving frees us to love others wholeheartedly. And lastly, why you truly shouldn't feel guilty about maybe not wanting to forgive straight away. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay safe and we'll catch you guys next Saturday.